Hey guys, on this episode, we have Sam from Yoga6, and we're talking about how to navigate a business through COVID-19, how to create a social media strategy that actually works, and how going to bed earlier actually helps you be more successful in your business and in personal life. Enjoy. This is The Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. All right. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Marketing Natives. Today, we have a special guest, Sam, with Yoga 6 up here in McKinney, Texas. Uh, super excited for you guys to learn more about her, uh, their business, and more so how they're uh, navigating this because you're going to find out very quickly that uh, they started a business kind of in the midst of COVID. So uh, it's going to be interesting to hear uh, what's going on with them. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Appreciate you talking to me. Absolutely. So, uh, tell us a little bit about Yoga Six. What is that? What's uh, why that name? Uh, so, tell us a little bit about the company. Um, Yoga Six is um, it's a locally owned uh, company, but it is a franchise. So, it comes out of um, the original studio was not out of California, but our corporate office is in California. Um, we are owned by the parent company of Exponential Fitness. So, Exponential Fitness has um, big, huge fitness brands like um, Club Pilates. Pure Bar, Row House, Stretch Lab, AKT, um, and also Yoga 6 amongst uh, a couple others. Um, so what that means is that we're owned by this amazing company that believes in um, the member experience. And so uh, my owner, Sherry Beasley, she has three locations, three territories in the McKinney-Allen area. And we are in the midst of building two locations at the moment. We have a West location in McKinney. Um, it's off Custer and El Dorado. And then our north location is off of Hardin in 380. And um, what Yoga 6 stands for is we have six different styles of classes, um, something for everyone. So what Yoga 6 stands for is that we are um, all inclusive. So we have something for everyone, whether you have been practicing for 20 something years or this is your first brand new, new to yoga, we have something for you. Um, all of our classes are all level based and um yeah the six different styles of classes just tries to offer something for everyone well can you go through some of those six styles of classes like i know i've heard of like hot yoga and goat yoga i'm assuming you guys don't do goat yoga but uh, goat yoga is not on the schedule no okay gotcha <laughs> uh so the six different styles of uh classes um we all of our classes are heat based um some are a little bit more than others so if you are brand new to yoga, we have a, a class for you that's called 101, which basically breaks down some of the postures and um, is a little more informational. Um, there's a lot of props that you can use in yoga, so we break down how to use those. And so we take out that scared factor of, I don't know what the heck to do, um, and then bring that approach in the 101 to kind of ease you into it. And then with our slow flow, it's... Um, a little slower instruction um, doesn't mean easy. It just means a little more holding of postures, a little more um, stability, purpose, flow. Um, and then we have um, we have restore, which is a stretch based based class. So we get down low to the ground and do a lot of stretching. Great for runners, spinners, that type of thing. Um, we also have uh, let's see, hot class, which is a set sequence. Um, very good for like type A personalities. It's the same every time they can kind of gauge where they're at. 
what else do we have? We have um, Sculpt and Flow, which incorporates cardio and some light weights, um, dumbbells. And then I'm forgetting one, always forgetting one. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember in a second. <laughs> I'm guessing that one was not your, your most favorite. Or I guess which one, it, which one is the best? I heard the one for the runners uh, in the low. Yeah, I need that one. I'm definitely... That Sure, that one's going to be, um, they're all great, but that one is going to be, I think, for the people who um, are those CrossFitters, or those people who do a lot of running or sitting on a bike or anybody who sits at a desk all day long is going to be great for Restore. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure Christian will find a way for us all to uh, get into that, or he wants get that too. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've done yoga in the past, but it's been, you know, some of those uh just guided videos um and it's always been a very long usually session but after i don't know two three weeks of actually doing it um i mean it's a full-on workout and i did not think that you know yoga was going to be something that would definitely work my muscles and my flexibility and like all this stuff and i mean i'm a believer i mean i i don't do it regularly um but the times that i've done it I always feel like more powerful, more flexible. Um, I actually feel like I'm getting a workout in. Um, so, I mean, I, I love it. <clears throat> well, speaking of the class I forgot was power. So there you go. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, and we also believe that it should be a full sensory experience. Um, it's not only for your body, but it's also for your mind. Um, we incorporate music, lights, sound, we have towels at the end of class where we um, you get the smell from different essential oils and things like that. So we just believe that from the second you walk in to the second that you leave, it's a full experience for all the senses. Um, so it not only takes care of your your body, but it's for your whole your whole being. And whenever you're going through a class, is there options for like you can just do a drop in? Like say for example, like you know I just want to go once a week. Um, it's that way or like what kind of, how are the memberships like broken down for, for people? Like, Yeah. Um, so we're a membership based studio. We believe that, um, if you come in, the more often you come in, the more it works. Right. So we just get you in there as, as often as, as your time allows and is best for you. But, um, we like to start people off with, if it's possible, um, with an unlimited membership. So, um, that obviously gives you unlimited access. We also have, um, eight or eight times a month, which is an eight pack, or four times a month, which is a four pack. Um, and then it, for people who just want to drop in, you're coming in from out of town, you've never taken a yoga class before, um, it's $25 just to drop in and see what we're all about. And since um, since you guys own multiple locations, can you drop into any one of those locations, or is it just the location that you're going to, like at Harden or whatever? If you have an unlimited membership, you can go to any location, not only the ones that my owner, you know, Sherry owns, but you can go to any location in the nation if you have our, what we call our warrior free, um, unlimited package. So if you travel a bunch, which I know a lot of people like, you know, I've had many memberships where I can only go to that one location. If I go out of town, I'm kind of out of luck. So for us, it's like, if you have family or relatives, you travel for business, um, we're hoping that yoga six is going to be available for you wherever you go. Awesome. And so we're recording this, obviously, kind of in the midst of COVID with everything going on. Uh, where are you guys at as far as, I know you were in the build-out phase, and I think you're open now. What is it not open yet? So, yeah, where are you guys at as far as opening, and what does that look like? And, like, when will people be able to go see you, I guess, fully? Yeah. 
Um, well, we actually were supposed to be open quite a bit ago. Um, and uh, we got super close to where we thought we were going to open around March. And then, of course, we all know what happened around March. <laughs> so we got delayed. Um, so now what our West location, we're looking at less than 30 days right now. Um, we're hoping for a July 1st-ish timeline. So we're not releasing that date at the moment, but that's what we're kind of hoping is the first week in July. We're going to be up and running and ready to go um, following our state and federal guidelines, of course. Um, so that definitely put a damper on our um, opening situation, but we're, we're happy that we're almost to that point now. How did you guys pivot right there at around March whenever everything got shut down and everything went into quarantine? Um, and then I guess how, how quickly did you guys implement uh, something um, in place? Well, we are super lucky where we have a great um, franchise. We're, we're part of a great franchise. So our corporate team really helps us out. Um, when all of this hit, I don't think I personally understood what obviously was about to happen. So I was like, oh, this will blow over in like two weeks. It's fine. Mm -hmm. and, um, that didn't happen. So um, corporate kind of took over there was a little bit of a standstill I want to say for like a week and then they were they were on it so we had new marketing tools we had um, new avenues we went to a virtual platform um, even for our we had some locations so yoga six has about 40 locations that are on the ground like up and going right now but we have 450 that have been sold so, so everyone's in a different phase whether they're not building yet or they're in pre-sales like us um, our corporate team had a plan for us. So we went to a virtual platform pretty soon, right after about, I would say the end of March, we were already up in what we call phase one of pivoting. Wow. Yep. That is very, that's, well, that's awesome because pivoting after a week is uh, very quick uh, to do, especially for you guys. Like you said, you went from, Hey, we're going to be talking about grand opening and, um, getting flyers out there. I'm sure you guys had already sent out things in the mail or had already told people like, this is the date and oh, yeah. every, everything's kind of on hold. Um, so what are the, you said this is this one that you're talking about is the, the which location is this one off of? This is Custer and El Dorado. It's our gotcha. West. Got it. Okay. And when did the, you said there was one going to be coming to Allen? Well, she has um, territory for Allen. So, oh, okay. You know, when you when you buy in, you have like certain zip codes you can build in, and um, she has possibilities to build an Allen. We're not sure um, she could choose to build somewhere else, but um, just we want to make sure we get this McKinney area, you know, service because it doesn't have a ton of yoga in this area. So, which seems weird because I would think that this definitely fits the demo of like the type of people who would go and you know do yoga. You, I mean, there is there is definitely yoga, and I'm not taking away from that at all. But I think what we're offering is very different, and there's always a place for for more yoga. <laughs> um, so, but there there are some that are available, but we're just we're trying to bring a different perspective of yoga. Gotcha. And so, I guess a little bit more from your background, were you doing yoga before or teaching yoga before? Like, are you um, like is your role more hands off, and it's you know this style of work and, and making sure that things run smoothly or do you actually help with yoga classes as well or what's what is your complete role um with this yeah um so my background is i um went to school for dance i went to smu and have a dance degree um so i've always been in the movement field 
Um, and I was just looking for a change and got my certification in yoga. So I'm 200 hours certified. Um, and then I went into the group fitness um, industry. So I have done a lot of stuff from Pilates to rowing. So I've taught rowing um, to teaching dance now for 20 years. Um, and I fell in love with yoga and it's just been kind of my passion and kind of in my back pocket of things I wanted to accomplish and, and be really involved in. And I happened to meet my wonderful owner, Sherry, who just offered me this wonderful position to bring yoga to McKinney. And so my um, role as the GM is to support everyone. Um, I will be teaching minimally, um, but my role is just to make sure the, the studio runs smoothly. Um, I'm over the teachers. I'm over what we call our wellness advisors, our front desk staff. Um, and um, the daily operations. So I will be really invested in making sure that the day-to-day -day operations run smoothly and I will be involved in classes. So I'm going to be involved as much as possible. <laughs> Very cool. And how did, so backing up a little bit, how did you and Sherry meet? Because you made it seem like it was like, a, hey, we ran into each other at Target or something. Uh, so, well, we met in a, a field where I was working, um, and she—I actually went to interview just for a um, just for an instructor job, and we hit it off really well. And I knew that I wanted to get more involved in yoga, um, but I didn't know I was going to be this involved in yoga. Um, so I met her through um, another job, and then I interviewed separately through just wanting to be an instructor. And then she just said, "Hey, are you interested in a little bit more?" And I didn't really quite know what that was because I was just doing fitness and um, I love teaching. It's my passion. But now my platform of being a general manager gets to be a little more involved and gets to be, um, I don't know, I get to bring it to a lot, a lot bigger role, a lot bigger, you know, part of the community. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, we're a marketing agency. What has been, I guess, maybe your biggest struggles? Um, especially with everything that's going on, it's probably been 10 times harder. Um, but with like the marketing, right? Maybe the social media, um, has there been anything in particular that you've struggled with as far as, you know, getting the word out um, for the new studio? Um, <clears throat> I would say COVID definitely. Um, I think people shut down. Um, I would say in my head, it was probably about a six week pause. Um, so we were rocking and rolling and then all of a sudden people just shut down. So I think just being able to even inundate people with any sort of information was really hard. Um, so that was the biggest part of, of our struggle is that I don't even think I talked to a human being for about three weeks about yoga because no one really wanted to talk to me. And I think it was slightly insensitive for me to call people. Um, so I just, I didn't. Um, so I think that was the hardest part is finding a balance between I want to reach out to these people. I don't really want to sell them because of all the stuff that's going on. So that was my, the hardest part for me. When did you make that transition? Like you said, I mean, to me, I guess we're like, everybody's kind of gotten this, like we've went through these stages of like what's going on with COVID, like extreme fear to, okay, now let's be prepared to now like, let's open things up. Let's get back to somewhat our new normal is. When did you guys start to get into that transition to where you felt comfortable enough to talk to people about um, joining and, and growing the business as you know, what you were doing back in March? I think we started to, first of all, our, <clears throat> what I guess I'll call our phase one was just 
member retention. So we had members who had already bought into us being open a lot sooner than we thought we were going to be or that we are now. Um, so our number one was to check in with our members and just be a human and say, how are you doing? What's going on? What's, how's your family? Or, you know, if anyone lost their job, I, I just would call and reach out. And my owner did, and we both got on the phones and just started calling over our members. So that was our number one is just member retention and also just making sure everyone was okay. Um, and then I think it was, I want to say maybe five, six weeks ago, things started to just turn around where we started to see maybe light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and we started to pivot on at the end of this or when we get out of this or when things start to get a little bit back to normal, we are here for you and this is what we have to offer. So it was more like, where are you at now? Where do you want to be when this is, when we're going back to a normal situation and, and here's what we can help you with if you would like it. So that's kind of what changed for us. What do you think you're going to enjoy the most whenever you guys open? I'm sure this is the biggest thing right now is anticipating opening, but like, what do you, uh, what are you most ready for once you guys open that you're like, okay, finally, this biggest, this big relief is like off of my shoulders. We can finally do this or I finally have this sense because we, you know, got this out of the way. Um, I'm ready just to finally offer these people that have been um, so patient with us, <laughs> um, offer them these classes and then to let them experience it. And then just to hear to hear their thoughts, hear what their experience was, hear their emotions. And um, I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but after I work out, I, I do feel, I like it when it's over. <laughs> so I like, I like those, um, those feelings of being done and, and what I've accomplished. And I want to hear about my members' accomplishments and just getting into the studio and, and being able to provide this wonderful service for them. So I'm excited just to hear um, how their experience was. All right. Now we're kind of to the section of the episode where we want to hear from you, um, the uh, the other side of this, and hear a marketing question you guys have for us and how we can help you and just kind of candidly go back and forth and try to get a solution for you. Sure. So I do have a, a question. Um, I have a lot of general manager counterparts and from sister locations that um, tell me that I should be doing like a social media calendar um, and reaching out to people, um, you know, and posting certain things at certain times and still shot versus video, this is this and that. So what are your guys' suggestions on posting on social media? Ooh, that is a very good question. And we've, uh, I think we had a meeting like what last week, Christian, uh, to kind of like finalize that. So we met in, March, like Christian and I, to figure out what our schedule was going to be. And then COVID happened because we had a schedule before and then we kind of went off of it and we just couldn't figure out what works. So I can tell you a little bit about ours, but I think more so, at least my side of the answer would be that you need to figure out what's going to work for you. And our advice from the very beginning has always been to like start small and then grow from that. So if you just pick one platform and one type of content to post, so like a photo once a week, that's better than 90% of people and you can always add to it. Um, but that's, I mean, I think Christian probably explained a little bit better for our side of it, but that's what I would, my suggestion would be just depending on where you're at right now is to just start with something that you feel comfortable with and get one piece of the content out there and then adjust that and continue to add on later. Cause 
I think there's a lot of people who tell you, you need to do three posts a day across these different platforms, and then your full-time job now becomes social media poster. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I would, yeah, I would tell you the exact same thing. <clears throat> you have to look at, you know, your time and your availability, um, and then go from there. Um, obviously, I think the one post a week, it's like bare minimum, mm-hmm. um, but it's, like Aaron said, it's better than nothing. <clears throat> um, and then another thing would be, I mean, how many instructors do you have at that location? Um, we currently have 11 instructors. 11. So, I mean, that's an opportunity for, for them to also be taking pictures or doing some videos um, or even doing some mini interviews with, you know, or reviews or testimonials, right, with some of those people um, after the class. Um, so all those things are, are, you know, huge opportunities and and kind of like taking the load off, you know, maybe some of, uh, of the content that you have to generate, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think on top of that, I would also, yeah, come up with, with a, a bare minimum strategy. Um, I would also maybe look at, um, what is it, like the national calendar day um, mm-hmm. that will give you some ideas on things that you could post. Um, and then, yeah, I would definitely mix it up with some videos and some photos um, and then, you know, some graphics. And again, it depends on the, on the platform. Um, I believe we've also said to kind of start small, but also start small in one platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of move on to into multiple. Um, and I believe you guys have Facebook and Instagram, maybe. That's what I was going to say. We have we're pretty I mean, I'm I'm posting at least twice a day um, okay. right now. And I have a lot of different things that I post. But um, we specifically are both Facebook and Instagram. Um, we yeah. don't really post on anything else. But I am I'm listening to guys like you and, and different podcasts and this and that. So I'm also wondering if there's another availability, another avenue, other places that you guys recommend. Yeah. So, I mean, I would, I would say stick with this as long as, you know, you have the time and the, the bandwidth to do it. Um, obviously when things, you know, start opening back up, um, posting twice a day might not be, you know, something realistic for you. Um, or it might be, I don't know, but if you're comfortable with, you know, doing all that, um, then, I mean, I don't know, I would say maybe TikTok as, as weird and quirky that's, that's, that sound. Um, I would say TikTok, it's probably sure. one of the hottest, largest platform right now. And it's, I mean, it's growing like crazy. Um, and I think there's a huge opportunity for, for companies like yours um, mm-hmm. to do a lot of really fun stuff um, with TikTok. Right, especially you, because you're in that dance kind of world. So, I mean, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I actually saw something, I think it was yesterday, it was like a, a foodie, took their Instagram account and was like, whatever, I'm done with uh, Instagram or I'm still going to do it, but I've moved to TikTok and they've blown up like, they have maybe 10,000 followers on um, Instagram, which is good, but I think they have 150,000 on um, TikTok now because you can grow faster. It's kind of like first to the platform, but it was really nice. They were telling me about all the six different places in Dallas that I've never heard of that I need to go grab food with and it's just a better way to digest it. So I would, yeah, experiment spend about 10 to 15% of your time experimenting with things. Um, and that's not only different the platform, but also the types of content. Um, whenever you and I are talking or all three of us are talking or anything like that, 90% of the time we're not talking about business. We just happen to be talking about Yoga 6 because we're doing an interview. But most of the time we're not. Most of the time we're talking about family or friends or what we did this weekend or where we're going to eat or things like that. Talk about those things. So for example, you may be predominantly women and those women may predominantly be moms, you should be talking about those things and adding value to them as moms, not necessarily just as yoga. Because they, they they understand that and they know that they're going to get that from you, but they're moms first who happen to 
do yoga, they are not all yogis who happen to be moms. So I would use that as a, a place to test and say, hey, look, I, I want to you know, talk to you as real mom. And I guarantee you if you did a meme or something close to that, that's like, you know, mom's homeschooling right now, that would be more likes on one of your photos and more engagement on one of your photos than anything about somebody doing a yoga stretch. And that's just because it's relatable. Um, So that's what I would say. Test platform and test the types of content because the last thing you want to do is, I guess, only post yoga related things because that's what everybody else who's doing yoga and has a yoga studio is doing. And you guys are different based off of what we've heard from you. Sure. Sure. Those are great. <clears throat> I mean, we, <clears throat> we want to be as relatable as possible. So I guess I have to learn how to do TikTok. <laughs> yes. Check it, check it out. If anything, you'll just have fun and enjoy it there. Right. All right. So let's hear your tip uh, back to us. What's something that uh, we can learn from your guys' studio or, or business at, uh, that you guys have? Um, what's something? Um, I mean, it's kind of um, along the same lines of what you just said, just being relatable, but um, we just are trying to be all inclusive and uh, we're trying to, to really stick with, I think at first I thought I had to ignore the fact that COVID was happening or I had to ignore about all of the things that are going on in the world right now. And so um, I think if we, are human and we allow those things to actually, you know, relate to us and also help, you know, relate to other people. I think one thing that I've learned and that maybe other people can learn is that we don't have to ignore those things. We can, and people will, will appreciate it more if you're just a human being talking to them, kind of like we just said, you know, um, that we don't have to ignore it and just be this brand that's perfect. We, we are also affected by the world. So, um, I think that's the one thing that I would say. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's funny that it can be similar advice from both things, but both differently in how we look at it. Because I guess it's just uh, like in our world, it, it makes sense to talk about social that way. But in general, that's yeah. a good way to kind of reframe. All right. So we have a couple of questions for you that um, we call like our rapid fire or fun section. So, uh, this should be fun for you. This also may stump you, so we can always uh, move on. So you can do like a, we don't have a button or anything like that, but you can say pass and we'll come back to it potentially. <laughs> so uh, are you ready? Sure. Okay. You look, yeah, you're like, all right, it's time to get intense. All right. So what's a purchase of $100 or less that has positively impacted your life in the last six months or recent memory? Um, this is going to be ridiculous but i would say my yoga mat because i actually had to purchase a new one and i didn't know how much use i was going to get out of it at home so there you go dang and how much was the yoga mat just for reference uh 70 something i believe yeah yeah dang i didn't know how much yoga mats were this must be a nice one i'm guessing it's a nice yoga mat it's a pretty nice one it's uh it definitely will. I, I got it to sweat a lot on. So you have to invest on something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. The one that I had was like, uh, you laid it on the ground and you pretty much like were on like the ground. Curled yeah. From the, from being, <laughs> yeah. And then the wind it, just pick it up. And yeah. Yeah. And it hurts your knees just to be on it because it's like literally paper. <laughs> Maybe you don't need to use that one. <laughs> yeah. Get it. I'm guessing if I paid 75, I'd get a little bit better yoga mat. Oh, <laughs> Well, you answered that like a champ, so that was very impressive. 
you. I appreciate it. I don't know. I was gonna. There's a couple of different crazy stuff that I probably should have meant to buy him in. in oh, we want to know those too. Sure, happily have <laughs> answered those. Uh, well, I bought some succulents that I've already killed, so that sucks. Um, you killed succulents. That's impressive, wow. honestly. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, I bought. What else? Have I? I bought a couple clothes that just don't fit. Um, so yeah, things that I just don't need to be purchasing online and just wait. <laughs> but the succulents is a good one. <laughs> All right. Next up, in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Um. Um, I would say I used to basically stay up until three, four o'clock in the morning and wake up at like 11 or 12 because my schedule allowed me to, um, because I was teaching dance and you teach dance at nights and my, that's just the way I thought my body clock worked well. Um, so that was my belief and I changed that. <laughs> my behavior changed as well. Um, I started going to bed a little bit earlier. I stopped watching as much TV at night and then going to bed and actually getting some rest. Um, and my body clock has completely turned around and I'm waking up at like the awful hours of like six and seven and actually being productive. So I didn't really believe in that before. So um, I think that has definitely helped me. Not to say that that has to be for everyone, but that helped me. Well, and we wouldn't have met each other if you wouldn't have been waking up that early because we met at the McKinney Chamber. So you definitely wouldn't have been there. Well, it also didn't hurt that I was teaching 5.30 a.m. classes for a while. So, um, you know, that doesn't hurt. That my I had to change. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I can definitely relate to that. I feel like I've always said, oh, I'm an IL, I'm an IL. But changing that to actually go to bed at a decent time and actually get in, you know, your full eight hours or seven hours. Um, and then waking up early, you just feel more productive. I think, um, especially if you get like a workout early in the morning and they have the rest of the day to conquer. Um, so yeah, I would definitely agree with that. It, it was a nice excuse for a while for me yeah. though. Like, I can't do that. It's way too early. I go to bed at like three or four. Well, stop going to bed at three or four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Right now, I don't even think I could make it till three or four. It was like, I think it was Saturday night or something like that. I was like, it was 1130 and I was like, my eyes were burning. I was like, I can't even stay up to like watch a movie. I can't stay up to watch a show. Like this is late or, or that's, I mean, to me, that's like an hour and a half past my bedtime, <laughs> but it's like, oh man, I could not even do that. Well, I have friends who ask if I want to go to dinner at like 7.30. I'm like, 7.30? That's so late. I'm like, come on. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm going to be falling asleep at dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it definitely turned around a lot for me. But I, I do like being a little more productive during the day. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. You mentioned this uh, watching TV. And during this pandemic, there's probably been a lot of opportunities to either Netflix binge or Amazon Prime binge or Hulu binge. Um, what has been something that you've been watching lately? Well, of course I watched Tiger King. Um, so that happened, thank goodness for that. Um, yeah. so Did Carol do it? We just got to know that real quick. Did she? Okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to know, there's some people out there who are Carol Baskin fans that like, you know, I think that's the thing that we can unite the country on is that Carol Baskin did it. So I just wanted to clarify. There was no question on my mind. 
<laughs> about that. <laughs> She's selling um, N95 masks now. So if you want to participate and help her out, you can purchase those. I'm like, all Good. right. God knows she needs more publicity. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like um, the, dang it, is it Dead, Dead to Me, Dead Like Me, or something Dead like that? Dead to me. Um, I watched that one. That one's a great um, second season. And then I um, got back to watching Shameless. So, yeah, my, my TV watching is all over the place. And I also had some Real Housewives marathons going on in there, too. So, I <laughs> forget about that. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people talk about Shameless. That's the, um, what's the premise of that real quick? Um, well, it's William H. Macy. Um I believe okay. that um, it's just a about a family from Chicago that has a whole bunch of problems and just just watching their shenanigans go from from the years. I think there's ten seasons, so it's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Show. That's the next thing that I'm going to do whenever I find a new show is that they have to have the prerequisite is at least seven seasons because I loved Parks and Rec and I've loved other shows and they're like six seasons, five seasons, three seasons. I'm like. Really? Like, if you love a show and then you, like, get all the way through it and you find out that it was canceled, like, I'm like, this this is horrible. I <laughs> want more of this. And then uh, those five or six seasons stuff, just, I don't know, they're not enough. So 10 seasons, that sounds like you're good for a while. I, I can deal with that. Yeah, you, you can get on that one and spend some time. <laughs> it's a crazy show. Awesome. All right. Um, I think you answered every question, at least in the rapid fire part of things. Um, yes. You, you did this, I mean, honestly, probably top one or two of completing the rapid fire is quickly. And um, the first question usually stumps people. That's usually a quick pass. But you answered that without, like, skipping a beat. So I'm very impressed. Uh, you know, I felt like I had pressure on me. <laughs> All right. So how can how can our audience, how can the people who are watching the, the video and the audio podcast version of this, how can they find out more about uh, of Yoga 6, especially in the McKinney area? How can they find out more about you? How can they get involved? Uh, what's the best way for them to, to find you guys? Um, well, we're on all the, the socials. So we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Um, if you look up West McKinney um, Yoga 6, North McKinney Yoga 6, um, and then if you go to just yoga6.com and it will bring you to your closest, uh, yoga six location. Um, you can see also then see all the locations that are opening up around the United States, around this area. Um, and then, um, also what else? Oh, if you wanted to send an email, um, Wes McKinney at yoga6.com or mm-hmm. call 214-214-9642. Awesome. We will put all of that in the show notes, so we'll be reaching out for that just to make sure everything's correct there. But awesome. Sam, thank you so much for jumping on here. It was fun to get to know you and learn a little bit more about what's going on, and hopefully we can go out there. I'm trying to practice my posture and everything. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing much better than me. <laughs> yeah, you got to lean in there. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll see you uh, hopefully very soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. Thank see you. Bye. Bye. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding.